う。Unstoppable Kickass Confidence Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now, please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, hello, hello. It is Tuesday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you know we are live every single week here on Tuesday with the Raw and Scripted Show. I am your host, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, broadcasting live from Southern California, where it is not sunny, by the way. And here's a weather report, just in case you were interested. It's raining outside. Ha ha. Welcome to the show, guys. If you're watching us live or on the replay, appreciate you. And if you're not watching us, you might be listening to us on the podcast. So thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast. I think we're in nine different countries now so thank you thank you thank you from everybody all over all over the world i appreciate you guys digging the raw and scripted message the no excuses message uh we got a lot of exciting stuff for you in store this year on the show both this show the raw and scripted show and my other show the unfiltered experience of course on friday nights at 5 p.m so thank you guys for for honoring me whether you're live or on the replay thank you thank you thank you and the one thing i want to stress the most is as you are watching this and listening to this if you feel like there's a part of the conversation you want to chime in on, you guys can always do that. We can do this little thing right here where we can show your comments up there. You can ask questions, you can chime in, and I'll be happy to engage those because this is basically a conversation with me and my guest at a bar or at a coffee shop, whatever you prefer, having a couple of drinks. We're having an amazing conversation, just talking back and forth about what it is that we can do to elevate ourselves, to increase our confidence, and therefore increase our happiness and our success, and therefore increasing our impact in the world to make it a much better place. And that's what you guys know I do this for every single week is to make the world a better place by inspiring you guys to think differently about your past, present, and your future. That's the most important thing. We're in a brand new year. It's 2023. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to this year, uh, not for the news and the politics, but I'm looking forward to it for the fact that we have another opportunity here to grow ourselves and to go through the hero's journey. As I was just talking to my guest here just a moment ago, if you have never seen this or heard about this, the hero's journey, it's called Finding Joe. It's completely free. You can go on YouTube. It's about an hour and 20 minutes, I think, but it's an amazing documentary talking about how we all go through the peaks and valleys of our life. And so oftentimes I hear my coaching clients coming to me and they're saying like, Chris, I'm tired of going through these challenges. I'm tired of these, 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 these valleys, you know, when am I just going to actually make it in my life and actually just be stable and, and, and secure and everything else. And to that answer I have for you, you won't because life is always going to continue to deal you challenges and opportunities. And as you look back on your life, I ask you this question, when have you learned and grown the most? When have you learned and grown the most when things were easy? Hmm? Did you learn and grow much when your things were easy or when things were challenging and fucked up? Of course, when things are challenging, that's when you learn and grow the most. And when you look back on that, have you applied the lessons of that challenge in your life today so that you don't go through it again? Yes or no? Hopefully you said yes. Sometimes we have to go through the challenges a few times to kind of realize what's going on for the better part of our growth and our opportunities. So think about that. So when you are faced with a challenge and an adversity, look at it as an opportunity for growth. What am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to gain from this? Do not run away from it from ladies and gentlemen, because it'll chase you down like a coyote after a cat. You got to look at it and say, what am I supposed to learn from this? And then go head on into that and know that you're going to make it out of there and you're going to get through that valley and you're going to get back up to a peak and you're going to be like, oh, I made it. And then you're going to look back and go, thank you for having that opportunity for me to go through that challenge because then we grow. I look back on my life and I've had so many different challenges. I've had so many rough times where I wanted to give up. That's why I'm the no excuses coach. That's why I quote unstoppable all the time because I am unstoppable. I may fall down for a moment. I may get pissed off. It's not easy. But then I sit there and I look at it and I look at my tattoo on my arm, which says, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. If you guys want to see it, it's right there, right there. 
those of you guys in podcast land, you guys can't see that, but there's a tattoo I put on my arm back in 2016, not too long ago, where I was going through a dark time of my life and I was ready to give up coaching. I was ready to give up everything. And fortunately I sat there and said, every day is a new day, Chris. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's the truth. I've been through so much adversity in my life. I am strong as hell. And I know, I know, even though I've been through all those adversities, that I'm gonna to continue to face those as I get older, as my son has challenges, as everything goes on in the world, but I know that I'm equipped to handle those and go through those because of my perspective, because of my mindset and because of the people I surround myself with. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Dr. Lauren Michaels Harris in the house. What's up, Lauren? Thank you for being here. He says, good evening, superstar. So thank you for being here, brother. I appreciate that. And talking about mindset, I have the pleasure of having on my show tonight, a gentleman that I met about a decade ago at a rock star mastermind here in Southern California. We immediately be fat, we immediately became fast chums. I got an opportunity to star in one of his uh, workout videos, a P90X video. I drove up to the San Fernando Valley and had a great time doing P90X in his garage and filming that. And it was a, it was a great time. I got to tell you. Um, and he's just a tremendous soul. He has his own, he's has his own podcast out there. Um, and he's just making a, a difference in the world in a positive way. So please welcome to the Ron and scripted show, Mr. Brian, Kelly, what's going on, Brian Kelly? Welcome to the Raw and Scripted Show, brother. My goodness, I was just about to say you haven't made it until you're on the Raw and Unscripted Show. So I can now say I've made it, baby. <laughs> yes, you have made it, baby. Um, yes. well, thank you for being here, brother. I appreciate that. And how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. You got you got my memory going with uh, when we first met. I remember we were at this, like it was like a business seminar. And I don't a lot know if of he's freezing or am I freezing? What's that? Who's freezing? Breathing? Tell me, guys. Lauren, who's freezing? freezing? Me or him? Freezing. Oh, I don't think I'm freezing. I don't see any freezing going on. What's going on, Brian? Just living the dream. Can you hear me? Brian Kelly. What? Hello? Hello? What's going on, Brian Kelly? I'm here. Where did you go? I'm here. No one has freezing. So John Where'd says we're all good. You can't hear me, though, huh, Chris? <laughs> Dude, I can't hear you that look there we go <laughs> are you there i'm here margaret it's me are you there yes i'm here <laughs> i'm talking uh-oh yeah christopher did say he was having some issues with his internet uh it's funny because so was i if uh, you all can still see and hear uh, we're both in Southern California. He's a little bit farther south than I am, but we got hit hard by a wind and rainstorm, and it took our internet out overnight and into the late morning. So I think that's what's going on with him. He's, I'm sure he's just refreshing his <laughs> browser. I just want to put you on the spot, buddy. I just want to see how well you were able handing pressure under. No, I, something's going on my internet. It's weird because yeah. my computer showed it was fine, and all of a sudden the screen started doing some weird shit. I don't know. There's some there's some electricity in the air. Let's just go with it. <laughs> so once again, starting from the top, welcome to the show, Brian Kelly. I love Thank it. You for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was so just I, I, I jarred your memory. What did I jar your memory with? Yeah, man. It was back from when we did first meet. It was about a decade ago, and it was like this business seminar. And I remember we were standing in that little room afterward, you know, only the special people get to stand in. And I saw <laughs> this one dude in there. He's like wearing this red band down. He's got chains and jeans. And I'm like, who the heck does this guy think he is? And we started talking. I was like, I love this guy. You know, so it's it's so funny how they talk about first impressions. It's really important what goes through your mind when you see somebody to filter that out until you see them. I always say everyone is my best friend until they prove me otherwise. 
<laughs> nice. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and it's been a great time since then. And we wish all those people well, of course. So talk to me, man. Who is Brian Kelly and what brings you to the Ron and Scripted Show today? What's your message you want to get across to people tonight? Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you just you, you hit on a few things in the opening. That was that was powerful already. And, you know, things like I could relate with things like how many times have you ever wanted to give up? And I was like, oh, my God, how many how much time do you have? You know, it's like all the time, uh, not every single day, but very often with life events, with business events that don't go your way. And one message I always like to give out is just it's real simple, but it's not easy. It's never, ever, ever, ever give up, ever, no matter what. And, you know, the worst people you can listen to, unfortunately, are typically those closest to you. It's it's so screwed up, but they love you and they want the best for you. They're not trying to bring you down, but they're trying to do the best for you. They just don't realize they're shattering your dream most of the time when they're talking to you to say, well, why don't you just stop doing it? You're so pissed off all the time. It's like, OK, <laughs> that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point. No. <laughs> so, yeah, just don't give up. Keep persevering uh, and don't don't give up on your dream. Don't give up. Just keep going. Do what you have to do to keep it going. Get in get in line with Christopher Rush. Have a chat with him. He'll bring you back up. He'll give you the tools. He's been through it all. He's been through hell and back on this planet. And I know from knowing him personally and from listening to your stories on Raw and Unscripted and other way, other places and your walk in talks, man. Those are awesome. So yeah, just don't give up, people. Keep going. Keep keep fighting the fight because look what if you don't keep going and you're out there serving other people. You are literally doing a disservice by not doing service. Yes. I'm going to trade so that. So tell, tell us about a time where you wanted to give up. You said you mentioned it a few times <laughs> that you wanted to give up. Tell us tell us about a specific time where maybe you were at your lowest of lows. You wanted to give up. You're like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. I give up. I'm throwing in the towel. But then something happened. What was it that you applied? What was the situation? What was it you applied to get yourself out of that stuck situation? Because I do, I do disagree in a, in a short sense. And I talked to somebody about this the other day. I always say, don't give up, don't give up. But sometimes if it, if it's the wrong thing that we're going towards, then I do oh, say give up. If we're absolutely. doing something for somebody else's interest or we're doing something just for our ego's sake, then I say give up and do something that lights your heart on fire. So talk to us about a time where you were down and out and you were thinking like, okay, I just can't do this anymore. I'm going to give it up and I'm going to go do something else. But you decided to implement something to make it successful. What was that about? And I totally agree. It is completely okay to quit, especially if under the same uh, guidance you just gave. Uh, yeah, very recent, it was a family event where my dad, who's 86 now, uh, is suffering advanced dementia, and he was getting scammed out of a large sum of money. And uh, shorten the story up is everyone around him, including yours truly, who told him he was being scammed, immediately became his brutal enemy. And this was, he called me my his best friend growing up, you know, as a young adult. And so this was pretty like smack in the face. Uh, his his uh, wife, my stepmom, had just passed away a few months prior. So mm. scammers target the elderly. They look at the obits and see how old you are. And they start, oh, his phone was ringing off the hook. So he had a it's weapon terrible. in his house and he had one in his car. I stopped seeing him because he was not in his right mind. And he was pissed off at me. And I'm mm. 20 minutes away. So I'm the only family member close by. I staked him out in my car from far away so he couldn't see me. Uh, he has advanced dementia. He was diagnosed it was sent to the dmv his license was not valid but he had a card in his wallet so he thought it was valid he could literally have hurt somebody and i'm sitting there following the guy like it was it was one of those lowest of the lows of my entire life with the stress it was two months solid solid trying to cut off his phone so the scammers could quit calling him so he'd stop stuffing stashed in envelopes and sending them to them cash 
Wow. I told him to the bank and then I go up to the teller, and go, he's being scammed. Don't give him the money. He looked up and boy, I thought he was going to, if he had a gun right there, he probably would have fired. And that's not my dad. It's just, that's the way it was. And at that moment, um, and many times through that, I kept telling myself, it's like, you know what? This is all happening for a reason. This is the lowest of the lows. And I'm going to do the best I can to embrace this challenge. And I know that when I come out of this, that any other issue that comes up in my life is going to be child's play compared to this. <laughs> yep. And I'll just let it roll off the off my back. And uh, that's what I decided to do. He's he's now safe away from harm in a home. And uh, I still do take care of him on, in not every single day, but often I go to see him. But he's at an undisclosed location just in case the scammers. They sent a taxi cab to pick him up, Christopher. I mean, no after way. I shut off his phone. I got his phone shut off, and that was an act of Congress to get that done. I got his cell phone shut off, and right after that, they sent a taxi cab to pick him up to go shopping. Isn't that and illegal? Second time. They were coming to pick him up, take him out in the desert, and be done with that so there's no more evidence. And we just said, that's it. We, we got him out of the house. We gutted the house. My brother came from Arizona, helped us. We sold it. This is in a two-month time span, two to three months, Dude. all of this. So it was a whirlwind of just absolute stress and, and horrible, horrible, horrible stuff while still trying to keep the business going, the show going, come in here with a lot of energy and going, holy crap, this is hard. You know what what happened, Chris, is the show and my business is, was the light of my life yes. at that time. And mm -hmm. I love that. That was another thing. It was a proving moment to say I am doing what I should be doing. Because I it made me happy. It was like a break. Thank God I'm not dealing with that right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> So yeah. what was your mindset during that? I mean, how, I mean, going through those dark periods, especially with your dad, I mean, thinking about that, I've got a lot of my friends who are seeing their parents age and getting older and going through medical situations. Uh, unfortunately, my mom passed away 10 years ago. The rest of my family is gone. So I don't necessarily have to worry about that from my perspective. I got to worry about from my family's perspective, but talk to us about that because I know some friends that are listening to this right now who are experiencing some of that. I got a friend up in uh, Canada. He's, she takes her dad to uh, chemo or to, to um, dialysis like five days a week. It's five oh. hours a day. It's ridiculous. It's the only thing that's keeping them alive and she's at her wits end she's like chris i just want them to be happy and there's nothing i can do talk to us about that how do you process that my, my friend the only thing i could do for myself was to do it one step at a time yeah <clears throat> you know you, you can you can create a story so many of us make up our these stories not only of ourselves but what other people are thinking when we have no idea what they're thinking when they responded a certain way and just take it one step at a time one uh victory moment at a time i took him to get dialysis good he's good for the day that's a victory and sit on that and be happy with it and then i got home safely i get to live life in some normalcy in between take it one step at a time with my dad and doing all those things i just mentioned that's what i kept saying to my brother we can only do this one step at a time i cannot process all the stuff that we got to do in the future which was selling the house and everything that was going to go with it i mean power of attorney so many things chris i cannot begin to tell you and that was the greatest greatest challenge that i think was there for me not against me that i've ever gone through in my life i'm now you know much more thicker skin i'm not perfect i was pissed off i was swearing i was i was a jerk to be around i'm sure to my wife at times because i can only take so much yeah. just one step at a time and you know lean on those that love you don't lean on them but you know be there and accept their love accept their uh, support in any way they give it to you 
Mm-hmm. I love that, Brian. Thank you for sharing that with me. And pay- thank you for being raw and vulnerable and unscripted. You know, I, I think back to the time when my mom was sick for the last two years of her life. And it got to a point where I didn't want to bother my wife with things. My mom, my mom was a major pain in the ass. She was very, very difficult. And I worked in Orange County, lived here in Riverside. So it was about, I was doing a 200 mile round trip every day. I was going from here to my job, from my job to my mom, or to, then to my mom's taking care of her animals. And then sometimes going to her hospital and seeing her and then coming home. And literally um, I had to go back to this crazy philosophy, I guess, if you want to call it, when I was rewiring my Dodge charger downstairs, I was overwhelmed. I was rewiring my power windows. I was moving the switches to the center. I was doing a bunch of stuff and I've done it before. And I know that, you know, 12 volts is not scary and everything. And I was just overwhelmed. I was just looking at all the wires and I was like, oh my God, I just don't feel like I can do this. And then something in my brain said, Brian, you love this. It said, Chris, one wire at a time. One wire. Is this the ground wire? Okay. Put that to ground. Is this the power wire? Put that to the power. Try one window. Don't try to put them all together. Just try one. Does it go up? If it goes up, great. Okay. If it goes up when you press down, then switch it and just take everything one wire at a time. When I was going through that stuff, I was doing 200 miles a day, working my, my day job. I was so burned out, dude. And I literally got to the point. Okay. Right now I just got to make it from here to there safely. Cause when I was coming back from there, I was sometimes drinking God's honest truth. Not, not, not proud of it just to get through it. And I was like, let me just get to one space, to one space, to one space. Cause sometimes Brian, we stand back and we're like, Oh my God, there's so much. And then what do we do? We run the other direction. We go to our short-term gratifications to run away from it, hoping, wishing, and praying that something else is going to happen and it's going to change and it never changes. So I love that you talk about that. Tell us about that, that the, the resiliency component of, of being strong and independent and the fact of how we can overcome our self-limiting beliefs. So, so often we think, and we tell ourselves, we actually program ourselves stupidly. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I tell people, if you can't do it, like Henry Ford said, either you can or you can't, you're right. Talk to us about that. How do we eliminate some of those self doubts wow, and those self limiting beliefs? I, I personally don't have that in me. I don't, I don't ever say I can't do this. I might for a moment, but it's not the, the big picture. It's just, I got to take, I'm going to deal with it one step at a time, period. Uh, another, another flavoring that add to that whole thing was a, a year prior, literally on the pr- previous February, actually one month after that March, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. I remember that. Yeah. And she went through chemo and was going through radiation when my dad was going through this. So I came home to my wife who's suffering and my dad is going to, is like, geez. So I ne- it was a lot to handle and I'm a Christian and God will never give us more than we can handle. Um, sure. Sometimes I wonder and I question that and I ask them. I'm not <laughs> like, are you sure about me? Are you sure yeah. about me? <laughs> Am Have I you still seen me lately? Yeah. Am I still in the in crowd with that? <laughs> <laughs> but it it made me stronger and just having the forethought to think about these things when I needed to is like it's going to make me stronger. I can do this one step at a time. If I need help, I reach out. I called my brother a lot. He was in Arizona and Smart. I'd run everything <clears throat> by him. We were a team. And uh, that helped greatly to have someone. He wasn't here physically, which, my God, that would have been great. But he wasn't. And it's not his fault. I chose to live here closer to my parents than he did. And that wasn't had no bearing on any anything. It was just you do with what you have. You, you, you do with what you got. Mm-hmm. And yep. you just I don't know. I just uh, my wife a long time ago, she ended up. This was a long time ago before we had kids. She started having chest pain. And I thought, I, you know, had I not known how I was going to react, I thought I would freak the hell out because this is my why. This is my everything. This is my wife. And mm-hmm. she was having chest pains. And I thought, what the weirdest thing happened, Chris, was I realized I have a nurse that lives next door to us. 
without any emotion of freaking out, I picked up the phone and said, hey, my wife's having chest pain. Can you come over? Next call was 911. And I'm sitting there watching her. Not, I'm helpless. I don't know what the hell to do, but I'm not freaking out. I didn't know I'd react that way. I figured I wouldn't if I were to look back mm. and go, how do you think you would react? I'd go, geez, Louise, I'd be pulling <laughs> hair off. my shit. Yeah. Oh, completely. Uh, it was weird. You just don't. So I think part of it is wiring. But if if that's an, an issue for people is to just kind of sit back, like you said, one wire at a time, one step at a time. Just take a deep breath. Look at what's right in front of you, the next step that needs to be rectified. And just concentrate on that and know that you're going to be one step closer to the full solution each and every step of the way. Yes. I love that, man. I love that. I have so many different examples of how I've been in the same situation where I thought I wouldn't be able to handle, but it's true, especially when you actually have the attitude. I think it's all starts with the attitudes, like have the attitude that you can go through anything in the possible and that you're going to survive it. And as long as you take it one piece at a time, one chunk at a time, you're going to progressively make it through that. And that's that compound interest. Uh, Darren Hardy wrote a book called, yeah. um, I can't remember what is, uh, but it's not in here, but, uh, Darren, yeah, the compound effect. You know it. Yeah. You're smart, dude. Um, amazing book. It talks about when you do those little bitty things, those things build up that resiliency, that confidence, that perspective to sit there and take, hey, listen, and you did a smart thing. You did a smart thing that most people don't do is you reached out for help. Most of us, like myself, I, I raised my hand. I didn't want to bother my wife. She got mad at me. She's like, you don't involve me. And I said, I'm trying not to include you in this because it's so stressful. I figure I could just take it on myself and handle it. And then ultimately I was like, Okay, can I ask you to do this? Can you go to my mom's place today and take care of the animals? She goes, sure. You know, I know she didn't like it, but she did it. And God, I had a break. It was like one day where I didn't have to go do that 200 mile journey. I came home and I was like, okay, I could just be me for a few hours, you know, get a little bit of respite. So it's important to ask for help. It's not an, uh, and people see it as a, as a, as a weakness. Like, oh, if I have to ask for help, that means I can't handle it. And I've, I've been mm -hmm. that way most of my life, but yeah. it's a sign of strength to be able to say, listen, I care about myself this much. And I know that people are out there and want to help me. And I'm going to reach out to those people and lean on them. And that way it can get through it together and together we can become stronger. So I love the fact that you said that. <clears throat> Asking for help is a uh, recipe for success because it's, that's true in business. If you, you know, we all, you, myself, every entrepreneur that, that embarks knows we can do it all. We can. Why the hell would you want to though? Because <laughs> having been through it now too oh, many yeah. times thinking I can do this all by myself. And I finally reached out and got help. I got full-time VAs. And I thought, oh, my God, why didn't I do this so long ago? And I'm now it's like, I don't need to do that. Help. I don't need to do that. Help. I can mm -hmm. do that, but I don't want to help. I can get more done quicker and, and build the business on things that I should be concentrating more on. Same with life is, you know, with me, I, I did not um, I didn't ask my wife for help. She's going through her own hell, you know, so I didn't have that extra. But I did have my brother and I just took what I could. And I had friends coming out of the woodwork saying, we'll help you. And, you know, if I needed it, I would, I would definitely pick up the phone and then thank them profusely. But yeah, <laughs> help is so vital. And, and we, as human beings, you know, I want to, you know, Chris, if you're in trouble and you call me, I'm there. Yes. You know, I had that workout thing. You came many miles to my garage to work out and supported me. That's what friends do. And yeah, I was so hung over as hell. <laughs> What's that? I said, I was hung over as hell. Oh, were you? I didn't even know. <laughs> you didn't know. Did you see me sweating and struggling? Yeah. Oh, well, that's just uh, most people who try to work yeah. out. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. But yeah, uh, it's, that's what friends are for is to help each other. And mm -hmm. they actually, you know, they actually are happy that you reach out and ask them for help. I know yes. I am. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm humbled that you're even asking. Absolutely. Yes. I would love to help you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I tell my friends. I hit, I sit there and I find out that they go through this stuff and I'm like, you know, I was here for you. 
like, I just didn't want to bother you. I know you got a lot of things on your plate. I'm like, I love to help people. I love to be able to be a part of the, 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 the solution so you can have a little bit of respite and be able to look back and say, wow, we did it as a community. We did it together. But so oftentimes we, we get in that lone ranger status like, oh, I think I could just do it on my own. And that's not the case. We have Mr. John Brokus in the house, Mr. Jock, one of my dear friends and mentors. He said, it was hard for me to ask for help and it changed when I did. Now I have staff I trust. 100%. And I know that's challenging to be able to trust your staff and delegate, brother, but you did it. You did it. We got Robert in the house. Robert's insane. He says, hey, Christopher and Brian, thank you for being here, brother. John says here, he goes, uh, pivoting is a super superpower, big, big time. And that's super important. So my next question I want to talk to you about, Brian, is fear. What are you afraid of? What is Brian afraid of? Um, dying and not having given my all. So how does that equate into your everyday existence and how to use that as leverage for your superpower to continue going on? Yeah. How can I help more people? And in, included in that is building the business, which isn't directly helping people at every moment, but it is a stepping stones like we've been talking about all along is the more I, more pebbles I stack, the more steps that I complete, the closer I get to serving and helping more people. So it's all in the momentum like you're talking about. And, um, yeah, I'm one of the most driven people I know because I'm about the only person I know. Um, <laughs> you know me. I'm kind of a recluse. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, yeah, I'm very driven and I love what I get to do. And the driving force has always been, and I didn't know this till later in life, that my true driving force was helping others uh, to a fault where, you know, they'll say, you should charge for that. I know, but sometimes I just want to do it uh, because I got a friend in need and I'm going to do it however I feel like. My my cup fills up by helping people just as much without getting money uh, and sometimes more. It's not, it's not always transactional with me. It's, it's transaction is I help somebody and they get the result they're looking for. Then I feel like I planted just one little seed. I had one little part in it. I'm not going to take any massive credit for it whatsoever. I might've just nudged them in the right direction, but at least I had some input into redirecting them into a direction that gave them success. I love that. You have a big enough why. I tell people all the time when you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. And that's why it's so important. Like I tell people who watch the show and listen to the show before is the fact that when you have a legacy that you're building every single day when you wake up and you're empowered and you're inspired to fulfill that legacy, if this is the last thing I ever do and my son comes and watches it, he's going to know that dad was on point. And I did that so much to the point back in 2008. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I wrote up my own eulogy. I went yes. to a funeral of a friend of mine and a friend of a friend, and I went there to pay my respects as we do. And I was sitting in the back of the church and I watched person after person go up there and eulogize this person who I had no idea had so much impact in so many people's lives. And I thought to myself, I'm like, Hmm, if I died tomorrow, and this is back when I was 30, 31, something like that. If I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? And God's honest truth. I figured 10 or 15 people would show up with cases of Miller genuine draft bottles of Jack Daniels, <laughs> Bon Jovi, Motley Crue records, and talk about all the stupid shit. Chris did <laughs> remember that time. Chris did this. Remember that time. Chris did that. Remember this time. And then, oh yeah, the sub note to it be, oh yeah, he was homeless and he became successful and changed the world. And I was like, Hmm, how can I rewrite that story? So as I was driving home, it was bugging me, Brian. I was like, what can I do? And I went home and I wrote, took pen to paper and I wrote out my eulogy on a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11. I went, I left it in my office. I went to go grab a, a glass of water. I came back into my office and I looked down at it. I'm like, and something just told me to read it, like read it out loud. So I picked up a piece of paper and I'm like, Christopher Roush, da, 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 da. and I got down to this part where it says, Christopher Roush will have fought for what's right and what's fair. He will have risked for what's that matter. And he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. 
And then I read a few more things. And by the time I got done, dude, I had tears, not bawling, but I just had tears coming down my eyes. And I thought, why am I crying? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, because when I fulfill this legacy, that's a pretty kick-ass life. That's a pretty amazing life. And that's before I was, before I even joined the mastermind and before I changed from a suit and tie speaker and every, all the different transformations that I've gone through, it was like, wow, my impact here is going to be my legacy. <clears throat> so that if I wake up every morning and I know that I'm working towards that legacy, I may not be perfect, but I'm going to get there because that why is big enough. So I can find the how I have to find the how I can't stop. If I'm going to teach people to be unstoppable, I can't stop either. So I love that. Um, I know that you're a father. I know that you're a father of two beautiful kids who are now grown up adults going to school and having their lives of their own. And I love asking people these questions. What did you learn most about yourself being a parent? Hmm. My God, a lot of great things come to mind. Not about me, just that I loved having kids and I love kids and I love being around them. Uh, but hmm, the greatest impact was teaching someone else from you know not it yeah from a different perspective i'm i'm helping someone else grow in their life and take the direction you know i i was always a fan of give them the tools let them decide and and that's how i've kind of gone into my business life so for an example i grew up and the only option that i knew of because that's the only option my parents could teach us was to go work in a corporate job get a good job Mm -hmm. um retire and then die they didn't say it that way but that's the way i'm like Jeez, yeah. this is this is it huh okay well i'm gonna do my best at it right well then i learned about this thing called entrepreneurship and it wasn't too long uh before you and i met that i actually started my eyes saw this stuff I'm like wow these people are amazing i love this and i i became a seminar junkie i went oh my god i have lanyards i go on stage and i had i had three of my own summits i don't know if you knew that but i have ropes of lanyards i mean they, they became ropes there's so many i still of them. have them in my spare room i have all my lanyards yeah and i would put them on on stage and put a picture of mr t up on the screen with his gold chains and say <laughs> i put mr t to shame and the whole thing of that was to say just show up but the thing was i now knew there were two options i told my kids look you can work for someone else no judgment you can work for yourself no judgment i just want you to know both exist here are your choices you you go i'm not gonna say oh you should become a doctor like uncle joe or whoever you know no let them let them live their life uh but give them the guidance that um makes you know gives them gives them a chance for a good life um and they they have to make their own decisions once they're out and so far knock on wood we've got two great adult kids my daughter is married and my son wow. is now moved to Florida and working full time and kicking butt and couldn't be prouder. They're already out of school. Oh my God. It seems like just oh, yeah. yesterday they graduated from I high know. school. You were taking your son down to San Diego. <laughs> oh yep. my God, dude. 28 and 26, brother. 28 and 26. Uncle. No way. <laughs> yes. Hard to believe. That is insane. I remember when they were young. Actually, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't be so surprised. My buddy <clears throat> who I used to, <clears throat> excuse me still got the little COVID stuff. Uh, my buddy who I used to work with at, when I was in the corporate space, I was there for his daughter's birth. His daughter is now a student at UCI Med. At UCI Med. I was like, there's no way she is. There's no way she's at school. There's no way she was Lily. She was just little Lily. Nope. She's an adult now. And I'm like, well, Chris, you're going to be 54 next month. So time has passed and it's pretty crazy how that happens. But when you think about being a parent, you think about the, the joys of, of those, those experiences, there's obviously a lot of turmoil and challenges. What were some of the challenges you had raising your kids and what things did you learn from those? Wow. My biggest challenge was being there because I had a full-time job and a long commute. <clears throat> and when I got home, I was just 
wiped. Yeah. And I, understand I, grew, that totally. up, I grew up with the old school, uh, just modeled after what I knew from my parents, which was the man is the provider at whatever cost. And for me, that cost was a lot of time with my kids. Dude, I, I hand put in a mat. We have a massive backyard. I hand sodded it. I had help, but we built it ourselves. I put in the, the plumbing for the, the sprinkler system. I had it all drawn out on AutoCAD back in the day. So I make sure I got the right uh, amount of water throughout the yard, put in a playground and an area for a pool and all this stuff. And my entire time I was working, I never once saw my kids out in the backyard play. And I'm thinking I did it for them. And then I am not kidding you. Two years ago, it was about two years ago. I, I brought it up at a Christmas when everyone's home. And I said, yeah, I just wish you guys would have used that yard more. And like, what are you talking about? We were out there every day. I said, what? Yeah, well, you were at work. We Oh, I missed it all. Isn't but that hurt? Oh, it didn't hurt. It just it disappointed me that I couldn't be there. I wasn't there. I chose to. Uh, I chose this. Now, looking back, I'm thinking, what a dumb. I, I didn't have to do what I did. I just thought that's all there was. So so what? It's uh, mm -hmm. all experiences that you learn from. And like you were saying in the beginning, you know, what do you do from that experience? How do you learn from it? What do you do differently? And so yeah. I learned a lot from corporate that's been freaking awesome for me and my business. I learned another lot from corporate that I would never emulate or model in my business as well. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it, it's all great experience. Good or bad is always good. I mean, it's always beneficial. Let me put it that way. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful answer. I understand that. That's one of the things that I learned. I've always been interviewing parents even before I had Jackson because I would look at it from a conditioning standpoint, like thinking about, okay, <clears throat> what gets us from the point we're born to the point where we're adults to the point where we're all screwed up? And I saw, I started thinking about, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start seeing how that process goes. How do, how do we go from being kids to being adults? And where is the point that we get screwed up at? And then I started studying child psychology. And then I found out that between the age of zero and five is really when our kids establish their sense of being They're They're okay. Here are the rules of the world. And what they do is they go out there and they see if they're valid. So like, okay, I think if I open my mouth, everybody's going to tell me to shut up. So if I find somebody that tells me to shut up, then I know I'm not supposed to be heard. And if I'm not supposed to be heard, then I'm going to keep quiet for the rest of my life. And that's going to be the thing that's going to happen. I have this whole chart that I go through with my coaching clients. It talks about how, you know, the conditioning process shapes our emotions, our emotions shape our feelings, our feelings shape our actions, and our actions shape our attitude. And that's what we go out and do pretty much that. And so I started talking to these parents and they're like, man, I wish I would have been there for my kids when they were younger. And so when I was working corporate, Jackson was three years old in 2019, I think it was. Yeah. 2019, he was three years old. And I'm so thankful that me and the organization decided to part ways in November, 2019. I'm like, I'm going to go do my coaching and my speaking and my shows all full time. And I'm going to spend time with my son. And it was so amazing. And then COVID happened. And I was so grateful for COVID happening because my son stayed home. And for a year and a half, I got to spend time with him every single day. I had my mother-in-law here, which is another story. Um, yeah. Um, I had my mother-in-law here for a, for, for an hour, year and a half. She got stuck here. She came out here from Chicago to spend oh. the summer, spend the winter with us because it was easier out here, but then COVID hit and like, Oh, we'll just wait those six weeks and then we'll go home. And because she was, you know, immune compromised, I guess you call it. She was here for a year and a half. But anyway, the most important thing is I got to spend time with my son every single day. And I'm so, so grateful because had I still been in corporate, I would have been doing the same thing, Brian. I would, that's what I knew is like, keep your job, do hard work, take on more responsibility, get more positions, make more money, buy more shit, be more miserable, die. And so I'm so thankful because I was comfortably miserable. I was making great money, but I was miserable because I wanted to do my coaching, my speaking, and everything else off to the side. <clears throat> so ultimately that's great because ultimately now you get to see that and you get to help other people do those same things for yourself or for themselves as well. So thank you for sharing that. I was very, uh, very fortunate that I had 
an incredible wife who also was the most amazing mom on the planet. So I, I had a security blanket that even though this was part of the model family back then for me was man goes make money, man bring home food and woman take care of family while man gone. And she did a phenomenal job. One of the best moms you could ever, you couldn't script it any better. So the kids weren't, at least they weren't um, left out of things except for dad, but they, we've had the talks. They said, you were a great dad and we have no, no regrets on our end. I'm like, wow, I'm so, that was relieving to hear that. Like, and I tell them, I coached their, their teams. I did whatever I could. Uh, I would race home early when I shouldn't be from work and did whatever I had to do to, to be there as much as I possibly could. And one of my daughter's biggest memories was coaching her in basketball. And I'm like, wow, I coached you in basketball. Oh yeah. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just, all good times and just love seeing them. My heart swells up. We just went and saw my son in Florida a couple weeks ago and I almost jumped, I did a double backflip and I'm 58 and I can't do that stuff anymore. I almost did it though. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. I, I, I've always loved how you love your family and how you take care of your family. So mad respect on that, on that aspect. Next question I want to talk to you about is I'm the no excuses coach. So I would like to know what your excuses are and then how you overcome your excuses. Because I know I have my own excuses. My major excuse, my big excuse is I don't feel like it. I don't feel like writing my book today. I don't feel like going to the gym today. That's my yeah. big excuse. And I have my way of my ways of breaking out of that. So what are your excuses and how do you break out of those? Yeah, main one would be I don't have the discipline necessary to do stuff. Like I have a book I've been writing for <laughs> tongue in cheek that I've been writing for seven or eight years. And uh I finally got that that itch to get get back on the horse. And I've been after that and I haven't been writing it every day, but darn near every other day. And it's Good. coming close to being finished and I'm getting excited about it. And What's it about? It, you won't believe it. So I have this show called The Mind Body Business Show and the book is Mind Body Business. <laughs> what wow, a shocker. That is, that is really a stupid name, dude. I would not do that. <laughs> go after your show? Come on, really? No, I'm going to write a raw and scripted book too. So it's good. Yeah. So talk to me about it. What, what's it about? And then talk to me about how you get out of your excuses. Yeah, it's all the three pillars of success that I found in studying successful people, um, even going back to when you and I met and before. Uh, there's so so many wonderful things, but I found to a person that people that were more successful than me, let's put it that way, um, had a very powerful, um, positive, but most importantly, flexible mindset. That's the mind part. Flexible yeah. being the most important uh, of those three, because if you're flexible, you can obviously make it positive. Um body which is literally taking care of oneself physically and nutritionally that one's a, a just quick easy and then business which is multi multifaceted. you know you need to master skill sets in different areas sales marketing team building systematizing leadership and the list goes on uh to build and maintain and grow a thriving business uh to get out of the excuse i don't have any system i just i just kick myself in the butt and say you know what you have a moment in time where you're not completely going pedal to the metal I don't need I don't need to send anything to my team right now. I don't need to set up anything like uh, I, with with this show tonight. That was one exception. Uh, Chris, I'm going to be full transparent. I couldn't wait. I could not wait to have this time with you. And so I mm -hmm. had about a little over an hour of no no time where I had allocated to do anything. And I decided to just be in the moment and think about this show. And I also went on YouTube and watched your walk and talk and looked at Facebook uh, and did some studying about you and just to kind of re kind of reunite uh, in a way and be ready for this reunited show. And it feels so good. And it did too, baby. Mm. <laughs> <Good time for> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. 
but so yeah, do you, have, uh, do you have a coach in your life that holds you accountable? I don't have one right now that does that. You will no. after the show. I do have a, a mastermind group I'm part of that I just joined, and I don't know if they have that component built in. I'm I'm the newbie in the group, so we'll see if that uh, transpires. But I'm really I, I love them because they're all tech savvy, uh, and I'm an automation freak. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you, you guys, this. <laughs> this is going to be costly because they're telling us about all these new toys and uh, services. I call them toys. They're out awesome, like AI stuff and all kinds of stuff. And I just like, oh, that's going to cost me another $200 a month. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you not, like the I'm, AI stuff? I mean, I, I don't follow, I don't follow the news. I don't follow much of that tech stuff. I see a little bit of it here and there, but I just had a buddy of mine telling me like, watch out this stuff. They're talking about AI being so intelligent that it's going to fuck us over as humans. Is yeah. Yeah. Um, if you follow one person, I would put a lot of uh, merit in, in finding out where you, no one can predict it. I don't think, but I think one person that has their finger on the pulse, love them or hate them, uh, more than most would be Elon Musk because the dude has that, uh, photographic memory is a super intelligent dude. He works in that space. Uh, and so he even said, um, yeah, he thinks it can be dangerous and we have to put in certain things uh to ensure that we don't have it take over all of human interactivity um it's it is a bit a bit scary to be honest mm -hmm. I'm, a, uh, I'm frightened that and robots it's like whoa wait a minute wait a minute let's pump the brakes on this why do we need to have so much automation why do we need to eliminate so many jobs and what what's going to happen with those people what's going to happen to the world when those jobs are eliminated i just heard there's a mcdonald's out here in southern california i think in barstow or something like that there's no employees there's nobody in there i'm like how does the? i mean the food gets made apparently i guess i didn't read the article because i don't have robots like, making it in the back what yes. are you serious yes when they said no people in the restaurant, I'm like, okay, somebody's got to be fucking flipping the burgers. Yeah, it's pretty weird. That is frightening. It yeah, is. I don't watch that stuff. I just live my life and enjoy my moments from day to day, from point to point. Like you were saying, I don't get caught up in all that other stuff. I don't get caught up in the politics or anything else. I'm like, I may die three days from now. Why am I going to worry what's going to happen in 2024? I'm going to enjoy my moments right now. That's yeah, and as far as the AI thing goes, though, my, my philosophy is learn as much as I can so I'm aware of what it can do and the dangers that might be inherent, but not not looking at it to look for danger, just to be aware if there is any. I'm um, looking at it for the positive things to say, like right now there's something called uh, chat G GPT, I think is the acronym, that if you type in a, a phrase, it will give you the answer and it's ungodly accurate. I, I had it right. I just said write an article about neuro-linguistic programming in parentheses NLP. And it wrote like a three-page article and it was dead on accurate. And then I said, wow. Was what it plagiarizing from another source or was it writing it from its own intelligent so it's, mind? It, it and... has stored data since 2021. It does not scrape the internet real time yet. I think it will, but it's got just oodles of information. It's obvious because you can literally tell it to write what's called PHP script, which is website yeah. code, yeah. right? write code to do xyz for a website and it will give you the literal code i haven't done that yet myself i told my wife i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole that'd be too much for me i'd be i'd be i would never come out of my hole here <laughs> but, I, but i started with like neuro-linguistic programming i said i wonder if this would work write a book on nlp and it outlined the seven chapters in the intro and i said huh i wonder if it'll figure this out i said write next chapter not what chapter next chapter it started with number one verbatim what it wrote above and then expanded on it i said right next chapter i did it seven times it wrote seven chapters unbelievable wow. and that's I, like 
I don't want to use it verbatim because that that's got to be pulled from some source that somebody else wrote at some point in time. Yeah. But you can take it, reword it and make it your own language, take pieces out of it that are uh, um, good. You can use it for email ad copy. Uh, I'm going through a course on that right now by a guy who concentrated on just the ad copy. I'm like, wow, that's pretty neat. But you got to be careful if you put it out on a website or Facebook ads, that kind of thing. They already have technology that sniffs out what they believe to be AI generated content and they will penalize you for it. I, I'm like, are you kidding me? How could they know this already? And then so then someone else puts up a service that tells you if your content, if if all those bots out there th will think that what you did is AI generated. Like, it's like, wow. we're just going to stop. <laughs> you just blew my so, mind, Brian. It's a mind blower. It is. Uh, but I would say become knowledgeable in it, whether you embrace it or not, not you, Chris, but people in general, be knowledgeable enough to be wise about the decisions you make going forward. There are going to be many to make that. Let's just put it that way. And so if you have an informed way of making a decision, you have a better way of making a decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. That's scary. We got off a little tangent there, but I appreciate you for sharing that with me because I just, that <laughs> stuff, that just stuff kind of freaks me out. John over here is like all, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, he says here, he says it tries to think like it's human. Yeah. I've, I've seen a little bit of stuff on YouTube and it's just frightening. I just, I literally can't watch it. There was this like one documentary a couple of years ago that was talking about, this is what you like predicting the future. Like this is how life is going to be in 20 years. For the first time in my life, Brian, I stopped it halfway through because I got scared. I got really fucking scared. I was like, I don't want to know this. I'm not going to be around. I don't think I'm going to be around. Well, 20, 20 years I will be. But it just freaked me out. It was like, no, no, no. Like, let's keep this world simple and family oriented. And yeah. why can't it? It seems like it's just, I don't know. It's, it's starting to turn into the Terminator. But anyway, next question. <laughs> exactly. So you, talk, so you talked about mind body. And I want to go back to body for a second because you mentioned 58. I'm going to be 54. How are you taking care of your body? What what kind of things are you doing at this stage in your life? I, I met you when we were doing P90X and we were doing all that stuff. We were ripped and doing all that stuff. How are you taking care of yourself now? Because the thing I find, honestly, Brian, and I want everybody to listen to this. So many people say when they come to me and I talk to them as a coach, as a potential coach, I just did this the other day. I'm like, talk to me. I said, I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to answer me honestly. And the person sitting there looking at me like, okay, of course I'm going to answer you honestly. And I said, do you love yourself? Yes or no? And they had to struggle with it. And when I, over during COVID, I gave out probably about 200 complimentary coaching sessions as my way of paying it forward. Just something to get people through COVID, no charge, no sales techniques and everything else. <clears throat> and about the 20th one, a little whisper came into my brain, you know, Glenn, Glenn Morshower and his whispers um, came into my brain and said, ask them, do they love themselves? And I thought that's a fucking stupid question, right? Most people love themselves, right? And so I started asking this question. I found out about 75% of people struggle with loving themselves. And so my next question after that was talk to me about your self-care. How's your sleep? How's your hydration? How's your nutrition? How's your exercise? And how's your vitamin D? Do you get outside and get sunshine? Found out many people are missing those five components because they're, they're, they're going, they're going, they're going, and they think they're going to be indestructible and they think they're never going to crash. Talk to us about how we can take care of that body and take care of that mind and as a totality in nutrients and everything else and what things you, you subscribe to and the things you do to. Yeah. And first I'll tell everybody you're human. It's okay. Uh, I've been through it just recently. I put on 20 pounds, brother, uh, because oh, I did when, too. Yeah. When all this stuff with my dad, well, my, my wife first, and I just, I just went to shutdown mode as far as taking care of myself because my responsibility needle went to taking care of others, which was wrong. And all it, it you have to take care of yourself first, but True. I was not going down that path. I went down the incorrect path and uh, then everything else started <clears throat> happening. And I just kept getting worse and worse down, going down the rabbit hole, drinking uh, too much, 
not eating as healthy as I used to, uh, not exercising at all sometimes. I mean, sometimes I go two weeks without uh, working out, which that was never the case back you in the were, day. No, you were fucking 10 days on, man. You were full <laughs> bore. Yeah, so, those videos. so I, I made a, a pact with myself to get back into it, and then my knee went arthritic on me, and I'm like, ah, dang it, I don't have a pool to go swimming. I got to figure out a way to make this happen. So I went straight to my, uh, it's a long story, but I went to physical therapist and surgeon and uh, going to get another injection of this magical stuff from a rooster's head uh, that works really good and get back on. I, I want to run. I want to walk and I want to do the the resistance training, all of it. I don't want to. And plus my wife and I love to travel. We got to walk a lot of places. So yeah, it's a long story, but um, it's about, it's about just waking the heck up <laughs> looking in the mirror looking on the scale which i rarely put on you know here's the thing i didn't put myself on a scale until i traveled i hated that and we just went and i'd, I'd put myself on the scale weigh myself and then i would pick up the bag of luggage to see the difference to make sure i'm in 50 50 pounds or less sure. and when i do that first step i'm like oh yeah oh. i kind of figured, figured it would be around there okay <laughs> i'm getting off this damn thing <laughs> yeah i thought i honestly thought it'd be a lot heavier than it turned out to be so i'm like okay at least i i maintained it for now so i'm gonna yeah. turn that turn that quick but it's just being aware of of where you're at how you feel uh there's no better drug on the planet than working out because of the endorphins and everything Today's in the road today baby yeah it just makes you feel better uh i have a story a quick story where i used to a commute to a, a corporate job long way from here to long beach long way two Holy hours crap. one way i would stay with a friend who gave who let me do it he, he insisted because i was seeing a hotel twice a week he insisted i stay at his house so i did we'd go work out at night but i was so damn tired after the days i'd commute and then work eight hours and then we would get together i'm not with my family i'm stressed that i'm not seeing my kids you want to go work out i said no why not i said i'm too tired he did the best thing a friend could do he called me a name. He said, come on, you wuss. Said, well, you don't back down. You don't back down to that. Wuss. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and, and I went and worked out. And in 20 minutes into the workout, I mean, I was dark-eyed raccoon. I, I was exhausted, dude. But after 20 minutes of being in the gym, I felt better than I had the whole previous week. And I thought, yeah, there, there's so much truth in working out. No matter what you feel like, it will jack you up in a great way and send you forward. And I just got to listen to myself, kick myself in the butt and get back to a regiment uh, that's better for me. So it can be better for my wife, my dad and everybody else that's dependent upon me. Yes, yes, yes. That is so massively important. That's why I asked this question is that we all need to take it seriously. I got a little lazy last year, put on about 15 pounds. It was kind of like, okay. And then of course my brain was like, well, in the new year, then I'll get serious about that. And the God's honest truth to your point, Brian, there have been, I've been going to the gym since I was 18 years old. I've had a gym membership since I was 18 years old. After coming out of homelessness, I got a gym to Holiday Health Spa, which I guess is now LA Fitness out through all the different transitions. You probably remember Holiday Health Spa. Um, I've been a part of a gym all my life. And there's been two times in my entire life where I went to the gym and it was not a good idea. One of them is after a happy hour. I was like, I'm going to the gym. And I still <laughs> had a decent workout, but it wasn't the best, greatest idea. <laughs> and then there was one time, there was one time I was sick as hell. This was before you were more careful about being around other people. This is you know a couple of decades ago. And, uh, and I was sick and that was the only two times, but there have been so many times where I'm like, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. And then I sit there and I put my coaching hat on. I'm like, if I was coaching somebody right now, what yeah. would I say? Yeah. And I would say, just go to the gym, just get to the front door of the gym. If you do five minutes, then you can go home. And I've done that with people so many times. I'm like, if you just go to the gym, take a picture of the front door, 
tell me, then you can go home. And of course, once we get to the gym, we're like, okay, we're going to go inside. I'm going to do five minutes on the treadmill. Then you get started and you're doing 20 minutes on the treadmill. Like, well, maybe I'll just do a few rates. And then all of a sudden you're doing a couple of weights and you walk out and you're like, man, I'm so glad I did that. I've never seen anybody not come back and tell me, Chris, that was such a great idea. I'm glad you pushed me to go do it. Because I'll just tell them accountability. I'm like, I want you, can you, do you have 20 minutes right now? Yeah. I want you to go drive and go to the gym and take a picture in front of the, the sign. And then that's all you have to do. But if you get there and you decide to work out, then I want you to take a picture on one of the machines and you get bonus pro bonus points, bonus points. And uh, inevitably, 99.9% .9 of the time, they'll be like, oh my God, Chris, I just had to get out of my own way. It's like, just pick up the stuff, walk out the door, put the key in the ignition and go and go do 20 minutes. And if you, 20 minutes winds up being 40 minutes, that's the same philosophy I'm applying to guitar. I'm actually playing guitar again. I've got all these guitars around my house. And I told myself, I don't have time to practice and all oh, my fingers and all this other stuff. And I sat there and I called bullshit on myself about two months ago. And I said, Chris, just practice for 15 minutes. Just pick up the car, guitar for 15 minutes. Even if you just push your fingers on the strings to get your calluses going, just do that. If you strum a few chords, just do that. I practiced for 15 minutes. I set my my Alexa time. I could say that because this one's the different other name. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I say that name and it comes on. I says, what would you like? Um, I set it for 15 minutes. And my whole thing is I just got to sit there and strum, hold the guitar, do whatever I got to do for 15 minutes and continue to do that. And God's honest truth, every single day I'm getting a tiny little bit better. I Now I sound like shit, not complete shit. So, <laughs> so we just have to apply those principles, but we're running it close into time. The other thing I want to talk to you about is your business. So you, you operate your own business. Talk to us about the name of the business and what it is that you serve. So I'm a customer coming to Brian. Who, what are you going to provide for me? And how does that work? What's that relationship like? Yeah, it's more important than the, the name of the business than what it does. What it does <clears> is I help business entrepreneurs and business owners who have the money, but not the time to produce their own live video show from A to Z. Uh, ones like you're doing right now. I mean, people don't realize the amount of time and effort that go into doing it in a high quality manner. And there's the onboarding of guests and how do you determine who you want to come on? What questions are you going to ask? And I've, I built an automation system that takes care of that and it's repetitive and it works every single time. Uh, once I've been doing it for now three years and I still refine it to this day. And so I bring people on so that when they come on to something like this, like we're on right now on StreamYard, is that host all they have to do is click the go live and be the be the host and be present and not worry about hey are you coming on here's the link and and all the other stuff that leads up to it that we all have to go through um but they won't have to do any of that uh the graphics the pre-show graphics the announcements the spreading of social media put it everywhere the post show i have a, I have three stages pre-show during show and post show yeah. i actually have a master class i put on this it's called peak master class for those of you that want to attend that it's 100 free i don't and i don't sell anything on it i kid you not uh i sell nothing on it uh it's about an hour and 10 minutes long it's coming up on january 20th that will be my 24th version of it so i know what i'm talking about i do it this is what i do and then i also as part of that automation system i have a crm that i also offer that is basically the cornerstone of all the automations i do so and it's extremely inexpensive but uh the name of the company is reach your peak uh and i brought that up when I was into the fitness scene. Uh, that was another excuse of mine, Chris, to be all honest, uh, when I decided to make the shift from Global Fitness Club, which is what it was back when you knew me. I still, have the, I still have the stuff. Yeah. It's in my spare room. I swear to God on my bookshelf. <laughs> and uh, when I made that transition, that became, an excuse. that became an excuse for me to say, well, I don't have to actually show my clients that I'm doing it so I can kind of relax on it now. And that started getting worse over time. So the little things that happened, that was my built-in accountability of buddy oh, yeah. right there was the business. But yeah, I decided the day I decided to 
part ways with that. And I loved what I was doing, but I found I loved what I'm doing now more. I, I literally deleted the website and all the videos in one day. Wow. And I did not have any, I mean, zero remorse. So I said, I know that's the right decision. Beautiful. That's what it's all about right there. Yeah, I, I actually, now that it dawned on me, I should have brought the products, but then you, I, I didn't want to embarrass you. Like, so whatever happened to this, Brian? But yeah, I, I literally have it in my spare room. I'll, I'll take a picture of it after we're done. But man, brother, this has been amazing. I could keep talking to you for hours. I know I'm going to be on your show here soon enough. I got yeah. the experience to to sign up and see all the automation. So it's beautifully done. Well done, my friend. Um, where can people get a hold of you? And I know that you have a, a, a particular offer you would like to extend to people. Yeah, Brian Carl Kelly is my handle everywhere on social media, whether it's Brian with an I, Carl with a C, Kelly with no E at the Y. That's <laughs> K-E-L-L-Y. Um, they can but yeah. get a hold of you at uh, Carpet, Carpet Bomb Management? Carpet. Carpet. Oh, there should be a no. T in there. I probably mm -hmm. fat fingered that in. CarpetBombMarketing.com. Because I actually, yeah. Well, here's that. Um, so let's just say uh, that's a metaphor uh, from the days gone by when you'd see those old World War II picture, or, uh, flicks where a B-52, a massive bomber's flying over, and it's dropping bombs, like lots of them, kind of like a rabbit would drop its poops as it's walking along. <laughs> <laughs> There's an so, analogy right there. I didn't expect that one coming. Yeah, and that, that term is called carpet bombing because it's carpeting the area beneath it, meaning saturating the area, the target. So this is a metaphor to say, saturate the marketplace with your message. Awesome, awesome. And they can get a hold of you at reachyourpeak.com? LLC, mm -hmm. yep. LLC, okay. I don't yeah, have my glasses Richard on, Peak. so I can't. Was taken, man. Was, oh, so reachyourpeakllc.com for those people yeah. listening on the podcast, and then you have this going on. Uh, yeah, to the audience. Man, I this is what, this is what I call an entrepreneur discount house. It started out with <laughs> just one thing in it, uh, and it's a long story. I won't go through that, but if you go to reachyourpeakclub.com, 100% free membership. You just opt in. And then inside, you will get massive discounts to several things. Zoom, as an example, you can get an enterprise level um, subscription to Zoom, which is the top they offer, 500 seat meeting, 500 seat webinar, unlimited recording to the cloud, transcription of all your meetings, everything's included, wow. which would normally be thousands of dollars a month because they require minimum number. I think it's 10 licenses at a certain rate Wow. for $12.99 a month get out of town i'm gonna so, go sign up for that it's legit i use it and i don't make okay full disclosure i do make money on that uh, or at least i was told i was supposed to and i make <laughs> a whopping 50 cents per month per subscriber i know i have many and i haven't seen a diamond i don't care i do it just for letting people have a great resource and not have to pay through the nose for it and that that was through a company that made that deal before the pandemic and i'm sure zoom is kicking themselves for it but they they're honoring it and then uh, mm -hmm. i've been using that very thing for several years now uh the CRM I talked about is in there. If you get it in the public eye, it's $4.97 a month. In the club, it's $97 a month. It includes everything. I mean, it's like Hootsuite, Calendly, uh, WooFoo Forms, web hosting, everything. And it's not Kartra. Please, it's not Kartra. It's, uh, What's Kartra? Oh, good. I'm glad you haven't Never heard, heard of that. <laughs> yeah, it was everything but the kitchen. I think they threw in the kitchen sink, but it was too much with too little support and backing, in my humble opinion. I don't want to trash people, but it just, it was... It, it hasn't lived up to it. And it's also ClickFunnels built in, everything. It's uh, it's an amazing, I've met, I've met all three founders of who uh, Under the Engine. I also, in there is a resource to get VAs, that same company I go through uh, for the equivalent of 453 an hour full time. Uh, that's who I'm using, been using for over, almost two years now. Wow, and nice. other, other resources are in there. The masterclass is in there, it's a link, it's free. There's a, a link shortener that is cheaper than Bitly. If you get the Bitly paid version, 
uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's I call it like the Costco of for entrepreneur discount houses without the thousands of products. There's only like five or six. <laughs> that's beautiful. I'm going to go check that out. I'm gonna, and I have some friends that I could share that to. So I'm definitely going to do that. That's a, that's an amazing offer, man. I appreciate you uh, sharing that for those of you guys listening on the podcast. It's reachyourpeakclub.com. Reachyourpeak.club. Let me try that again. Reachyourpeakclub.com. Sometimes I'm dyslexic. Oh, Brian Kelly, man, this has been an awesome opportunity to connect with you, man, and, and have a great conversation. I appreciate you. Your heart shows through everything that you say, everything that you do. I love you. I appreciate you. I can't wait to be on your show. Can't wait to catch up more. I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere because I want to still want to chat with you for a second. Don't go anywhere. I'm just going to close out the show and then, uh, then we'll end it. Um, but thank you for being here, brother. I appreciate you. Love you, brother. Love you too. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, a value packed episode. Once again, talking about having a peak mindset, having the ability to sit there and call ourselves out on our excuses, having the ability to sit there and say, Hey, when I'm down, what is it that I can do? Hey, can you help me? Just do that. Reach out to your friends, reach, reach out to your family. If you're struggling right now and you're having a bad time or a bad moment, jock, um, and you're struggling, reach out to your friends because your friends are here to help you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we want to do. Don't you feel bad when somebody's going through something and you wish you could have been there to help them and they didn't call you. Don't you feel like that? That's the same thing. And I have to learn this for myself. I'm putting the mirror up to myself, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we talk about the accountability mirror. I put that right up to myself as well because we think we're strong and everything. And I'm kind of, you know, admittedly, just to let you guys know, it's not an excuse, but admittedly, I kind of sickly enjoy those challenging moments because I personally know that on the other side of it, I'm going to be able to come on these shows and share them with you. I've had my own challenges in 2022 with my health and different aspects of things like that and uh, my own mindset and stuff like that. So when I go through those challenges, I know that I'm going to get through those and be able to come back and help you guys. And so connect with Brian. He's an amazing soul. I've known him for 10 years at least um, and go there and take advantage of the offer that he has for you. We'll be posting that in the show notes as well for you guys on the replay um, to check it out. And we'll be sharing it on Facebook and social media as well. But thank you guys all for being here. We had an amazing conversation tonight. We had Robert in the house. He says, thank you both. We got John saying good one. LOL, because he knows what I'm saying. LOL, he knows what he's doing LOL for. Uh, we all need a little dose of kick in the ass as well. Uh, John says, I stood on the scale and it said to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. He like, be, be. I thought it screamed and said, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Robert, for being here. Um, John says here also, Google does penalize AI. That's just so crazy. I didn't want to understand any of that stuff anymore. Um, he says, you will never have your energy in it. And that's the missing energy link. Yeah. If you're not going after the things that light you up, ladies and gentlemen, that is super important. So really take to heart what it is that we said to here on the show today. And the fact that when you wake up in the morning, if you're not excited about the job you're going to, if you're not excited about the people you're going home to, I used to tell people there's two questions in, in the, in, in life that you can ask, you could ask yourself and answer yourself. Am I, when you wake up in the morning, am I happy about the place I'm going to and the things that I'm going to be doing? Yes or no. And if that's a no, that's one thing. And then when you're at work and you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, am I happy about the people that I'm going home to? And if you can answer yes to those, both of those questions, you don't need anything else. If you're happy about the job and the, and, the, and the career that you have and the impact that you're making in the world and how you're making your money and you're happy about the home life that you have, then you have more than most anybody else has in the world. There's so many people out there who are choosing to continue to be miserable going through those situations, hoping, wishing, and praying that something is, or someday is going to change and nothing's going to change until it changes within you, until you get to that point where you say, I've had enough. And trust me, I've, I've been coaching for over 20 years and I've seen so many people time and time and time and time and time and time and time, and time again 
again. They think that they are, something's going to happen and then they get to that breaking point. We talked about it before. When you're down at your worst, you get to that breaking point. What does it happens then? Then you decide to make that change. Why not make that change right now? Will it be easy? No. Any change like that will not be easy. Changing careers, changing jobs, changing relationships, moving out, getting divorced, whatever it might be, is not easy. God, no, it's not easy. I'm not going to blow smoke up your skirt. No. But on the other side of it, three years down the road, will it be worth it? Will it be worth it? Yes. That's that hero's journey. Go check it out. The Joseph Campbell story, Finding Joe on YouTube. It's an amazing investment worth your time. I've had many of my coaching clients go watch it and they come back to me like, wow, that's pretty impactful. So go do that. Don't take shit. Go out there, take care of yourself. We talked about it before. Take care of your sleep. Take care of your hydration. Drink half your body weight in ounces of water every single day, ladies and gentlemen. Your body is comprised of water. When you're dehydrated, you're going to make, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to make shitty decisions. You're going to go to your short-term gratifications. And ultimately, one day you're going to wake up when you're 80 years old and you're going to be like, I really don't like all the choices that I made in my life. Geez, I wish I could do it over. Go watch, go read the book, The Five Regrets of the Dying. The Five Regrets of the Dying. The hospice nurse sat with these people as they were dying. The number one regret, ladies and gentlemen, was the fact that people lived the life they thought they were supposed to live instead of living the life they truly wanted to live. And that's a waste. That's that's terrible to think about getting to the end of your journey. I'm already having experiences of that being 50, nearly 54 years old. I know my time's coming. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, maybe. You know, on average, about 20 years when you look at life expectancy, that's pretty scary. So every single day and every single way I wake up, I say what I'm grateful for. I set my intentions for the day. And as I'm going through my day, if I'm feeling shit, I ask myself, did I send the, set the intention to feel like shit today? No. Okay. What did I set my intention to do today? I set the intention to use my words, and my actions to make the world a better place. Have I done that yet? No. Okay. Go do that. So you just got to continually redirect yourself and keep yourself on that path. You got to be your own best accountability partner, ladies and gentlemen, or you need to go get a no excuses coach. I love you guys. We'll be back here next Tuesday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Pacific standard time. I love you guys. Uh, as always go to noexcusescoach.com and check out everything we got going on there. I love you guys. We'll see you here next time on the raw and inscripted show. Have a blessed evening. Thank you, John. 